Hello, faithful listener, and welcome back to Haunted Picture Palace. I am Ben. I am one of the hosts of this podcast, and this is Amelia. Hello, I'm the other one. Watcher. So, today we are talking about the 2003 Korean film, A Tale of Two Sisters. Yes. Which, before we start, I think it's fair to say has a whopping great big twist in it, which we're going to be talking about at length and throughout. We will ruin this film. Watch it before you listen. If you haven't watched it, stop here. Yeah. Watch it. Come back. It's a cracker. It's it's very, very good and it is out there. I have checked. It is available. It's on Prime. You can rent it on Google Play and YouTube. YouTube. Arrow have just released a shiny Bells and Whistles oh. Blu-ray sort of special edition, um, mm. which I haven't got hold of yet, partially because I already own the previous Doofed. Tartan Bells and Missions 2 disc edition, you know. But it does seem like it is finally getting a little bit of praise, you know, a little bit of attention that mm-hmm. um, but it did did get to some extent, but that it was overshadowed by a few of the other things that came after it and before it, weirdly. But, as I said, it has a twist. Watching it without knowing what the twist is will drastically enhance your enjoyment. Yeah. But then you can watch it again after you, because watching it, <laughs> watching it knowing the twist is another fun experience. So you'll rob yourself of two fun experiences. <laughs> so yeah, stop it now. Go away and watch it. Come back. The beauty of podcasts, this is recorded. You can come back in a week or whatever. I will say there is a 2009 American version of oh, this. Oh yeah, they remade it. The Uninvited. Yes. Don't do it. I've not seen it. Have you seen it? No, but don't do don't it. Don't do it. Yeah. Don't, you don't do it. Need Watch to. the career one. Yeah, we we'll... love it. Let's crack yeah, on. Let's crack on. So yes, so with that sort of content warning out of the way, if you're still listening and you haven't watched the film, stop now. There we go. So everybody now has watched the film. It's uh, a content warning in terms of distressing and disturbing content. It's incredibly distressing and disturbing. And take it... <laughs> Just, that's it. That's yeah, the warning. Yeah, the end. It's um, a 15 certificate with the BBFC. Which is outrageous, because if you are not into themes of suicide, child death... Again, the spoilers start real early. Yeah, oh yeah. Suicide, child death, blood, bags of blood, bags of human flesh, dead birds, heavy use of weapons and bad mental health. You're not going to like it. <laughs> Frankly... You're not going to like it. You're also not going to like it if you despise seizures, um, blood-covered ghosts, broken necks, or weeing yourself a bit when fight, fright, and fear. Yeah, fair enough. There's a lot Uh, of like psychological sort of quite slow burn. Yeah. And then there's also a couple of just big jump scares as well. Well, partially that, but it's it's. I'm amazed that's a fifteen. I'm I'm. I was a proper horror fan. I was watching things from a dirty early age <laughs> that I shouldn't have been watching. And if I'd come across that anywhere near the age of 15, it would have put me off horror. Right. Yeah. Because I'm always chuffed. Because I say, you're the one, you're the... I am not frightened by horror films. Big horror, mm. whereas I'm a scaredy bear, as discussed. Mm-hmm. So I'm always sort of chuffed when I find one that, like, gets you a little You've bit. You've done it twice, and I've only ever managed it on my own once. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> you know, we discussed it in the previous episode yeah. actually the one about things that really frightened yeah the mini episode micro episode but yeah it's no anyway let's crack on talking about it yeah. it definitely looks more recent visually to me than 2003 yeah it's really 
sumptuous, I guess. It is really sumptuous, but it's also got... It's ahead of its time in terms of indie film aesthetic. At that time, you know, Western film was still doing, like anything that looked like garden state and this is a far cry from that yeah Yeah. we're looking at like the fault in our stars style cinematic good point landscapes and color schemes and the color schemes are very on trend now all the fashion in it very on trend now obviously there's been a bit of culture share between us and korea since then yeah but it's interesting how far ahead it was and how it doesn't fit with anything that exists now, so you have no idea what time it's set in. Even the car is too old for the film because it's a used car. Yeah, but exactly, it's not. It's not anachronistic. It could, no. could reasonably be. And the house that they go to, with I believe, and I've put here, is it coded that it's an old, creepy old house? And I think it is, but Definitely. we don't have that coding. Yeah, you know. No, but there is. There's certainly the one thing it made me think of is Crimson Peak. Why? Because you've you've got again you've got all that sumptuous design and visual work, mm-hmm. and it's basically all set in the house. There's very little that happens outside that location. Mm-hmm. It's a single, and again, this is a way to keep a budget down, I suppose. It is. It's clearly yeah. It's all on the land, isn't it? It's all on the property. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, and um, there's a fair few sort of long tracking shots and sweeping camera. Uh, yes. Business, which put, put me in mind of a little bit of that. It's well, not quite. I mean, you know, the, the the house in Crimson Peak. We've done an episode on this. You can go back and find. But it really yeah. is a character in the film in the way that we don't have here. But we have a similar. We do have here. Not so. They much. consistently blame the house for the goings oh, on throughout enough. the whole thing. Yeah. And since we since we came to this house, you know, yeah. is the is the thing. Also, the deep isolation. It's yeah. loneliness. It, on every level from every character and I think that can only come when you're in a house surrounded by fields and a lake you know they're, yeah. they're not it should be relaxing and it's absolutely not yeah mm. yeah does a good job actually of anyway I'll come to that well it also stops any neighbours intervening from the relentless yes. screaming and banging <laughs> you know the relentless horror cries from the house next yeah, door exactly it's 2003 as I say so this is an interesting time just to set the scene very briefly in terms of Korean cinema I guess oh, really. yeah. this was the first Korean film. I'm I'm using Korean, South Korea. I yes. mean here, but this also applies for North Korean film because I don't know if they have a cinema industry really. But it's the first Korean film to be distributed in the states. Turns out. What? Yeah. In two thousand and three. Yeah. It's outrageous. That's I mean, outrageous. I mean, okay. I'm sure. Goodness me, like I'm sure that they were in. I'm sure that circulation. They do, the yeah. circulation, you know, film uh, film societies. Festivals, etc. This is the first one to gain any kind of widespread distribution in yes. the United States. And it was made, this is about six months before Old Boy. Where are we in conjunction with The Ring? This is 2003 and The Ring was 1998. Sure, okay. So it, it, I think partly the success of things like The Ring and Audition in the late 90s... Oh, Audition, yes. ...were were one of the reasons why this got picked up internationally totally. and certainly so the DVD I have is from around you know from when it was new and that was Tartan who Tartan Asia Extreme oh, who did put out the ring and so and sorry tell me again about Old Boy and Old Boy was released about six months after this got you the same year as this mm-hmm. from Japan for anybody that's into this kind of film, uh, is One Missed Call, the original ah, One yeah, Missed Call. Ah, yeah, talked about that as well. Yes, which is brilliant, by the way. Um, I've not seen it yet, but we'll 
But yes, I'll yes. bump it up the list. Very interesting. So, we're dealing with director Jiwoon Kim? Yeah. Or Kim Jiwoon? Kim Jiwoon, I, I think. Apologies in advance Please assist. for any Please mangling assist. of Korean that we do. I did look it up on purpose, Yep. and it suggested that it's Jiwoon Kim because okay. they are surname last people. Right, okay. But who knows which who is which, knows? not me. <laughs> Sadako-style psychiatry moment, which is why I mentioned yeah. The Ring. No, so there's we a couple are... of points at which I thought of The Ring, and then I thought, am I just... Is it just that I haven't seen many Asian films? <laughs> but I no, I don't think so. I have think. a suspicion that one of the most horrifying things you can be in this culture is mad. And that yeah. this is why we have a lot of stuff set in the psychiatry area, and where... Ghost, and I think there's also more of a culture of ghosts making people mad. Ghost encounters making sure. people mad. The Grudge has elements of it. The Ring has elements of it. One Missed Call has elements of it. All of the things that have like an urban legend around them as yep. well have that like what someone went crackers. And in fact, Western cinema stole it for the Final Destination films, anything oh, like that. There's all this kind of... And when, when are they? Uh, good question. I'll have a look. I have a feeling that they're probably sort of roughly contemporaneous. They with, must be. With... The sort of stuff that we're 2003 talking about. Two thousand and three was so, Final Destination two. Right. Yeah. So we're, yeah. So exactly, we're sort of post ring. Yes, um, exactly. And that sort of thing. This is quote unquote based on a Korean folk tale, although from my understanding and my oh, reading yes. of it, it doesn't share an awful lot with that, other than the idea of two sisters, at least one of whom is spoilers murdered, basically. <laughs> kind of, but they, they did keep something. <laughs> so. Normally, uh, in the actual legend, if you like, again, apologies in advance, but Jiangwa and Hong Grayon were the names of the two kids. And that was Rose Flower and Red Lotus. And in the film, Sumi and Su Yon still mean Rose and Lotus. Right. So yes. they've kept this like, okay, there's a nod. <laughs> yeah, we're working with this, yes. uh, this folktale, I guess. Yeah. Exactly. I didn't actually look at anything else that... Kim Ji-won, or Ji-won Kim, has done. Do you want me to have a little look now? Do, yes. I haven't, I don't know if... Because I feel like I know the name better than this, you know? Yeah. I Saw the Devil, The Last Stand. No, we've directed 14 films. Ilang, The Wolf Brigade. (laughs) Because I have a feeling this was fairly big news in Korea and was the first one that sort of broke out well they said first Korean film to get distribution in the States incredibly Yeah. but it could be one of the reasons it's been a little bit overshadowed is because there isn't more if that makes sense in the way that like um, Bong Joon-ho you know who was making his first films around about here as well then won the Oscar for Parasite right I see yes Um, no nothing else I recognise yeah so her face is, uh, this is, we don't know who this character is at this point, and it's deliberately ambiguous, so we're seeing the classic black hair thing, she looks like a ghost, yep. she is pale, but she's t- sort of being spoken at by another <laughs> terrible mental health professional, which is yep. how they're all categorised, That's never a good one, nope. it's always somebody going like, you know you're pooped, right? <laughs> you know yep. you're real pooped, crazy kid. <laughs> yeah. You've prob- you're, you're in trouble, and I'm going to frighten you, because mental health isn't a thing. Her face is so pale and odd, she moves really slowly, she barely sort of responds. Yeah, doesn't speak, I believe, yeah. I also think, oh, it's weird, but I also think it's a very cheap and easy set to create. Oh, definitely. You can always yeah. make most places look like 
you know, you only need a public bathroom that's tiled, yeah. and you've got yourself a psych ward. No, and again, I'm, you know, my notes on this, the evidence, we opened in some kind of uh, facility, a hospital, a secure hospital, because as the camera yes. goes around, you're like, oh, this is, there's just a universal look somehow of, yeah. like, these places. Yeah, clinical. Yeah. And then we're straight into 20 minutes of a cute live-action Ghibli film. Oh, yes. You yeah. know? Well, we go into what feels like a flashback. Mm-hmm. But might not be, you know. Doesn't she say something like that's, you know, she's like, that's not how it was, or that's, you don't understand, sort of. She does say a thing. Yeah, so it's probably a flashback. But this could be, because she's, when, then when we cut to her in the car, she's obviously coming home from something which yeah. could be a stay in a psychiatric facility following the traumatic events that are revealed mm-hmm. later in the film i'm not going to do this all the way through i'm going to talk about <laughs> the twist but yeah but it's just another thing that sort of slightly wrong foots you a little bit because you see her you know in this place being shown a photograph of her family and yeah. things like and then you see her going back in the car to the family yeah just it just slightly wrong foots you even though it is as you say like a live action ghibli film and we've been introduced to presumably the two sisters of the title. Yes. Just a brief aside. He does say your sister's dead, doesn't he? I don't think so. Okay, cool. It's that's your family. This is your family. Yeah. Yeah. And um, I think he asks if she knows which one she is, which is interesting foreshadowing. But... Yeah. The red and blue that Sue who which one is wearing it? Sue Yun. Sumi, sorry, that Sumi is wearing. Sumi is the protagonist, I guess you would say, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. The red and blue that Sumi is wearing made me think of the tower. In the tarot context? Yeah, in a tarot tarot context. And it's the same outfit the hanged man is wearing. Ah. It's the idea of, like, spiritual self and true self trying to come together. But in the tower, it's the idea that everybody falls so oh. like there's a king falling who's wearing like king clothes sure but he's and not then immune to gravity though, yeah right? exactly and then there's this really worried looking superman dressed guy in the red and blue it's quite an interesting one i think red and blue for hero is quite a common combo yeah uh, so it's nice to have a bit of symbolism even if it's not their symbolism that's no but <laughs> i do spin. think i do think that you've put your finger on something that the way characters dress is important here oh know? yes yeah. definitely yeah in contrast to the more kind of archaic dress of the sister that comes out as well, this quiet, almost little house on the prairie, very cottagecore outfit. Yes, yeah, and Taylor as well. I was thinking about this actually yes. because we talked about this off mic after we'd watched the film again. Yes, she's um, all in pale tones. Yeah. A bit like, one might say, Sadako or any ghost from any <laughs> Korean horror film. Yeah, yeah. Amateur palmistry moment is interesting. I picked up on that too. Oh, yes. Where she looks. uh, Now, what I put is short lifeline? (laughs) Question mark. (laughs) Um, It might be that she doesn't have lines. Mm -hmm. I don't don't know how palmistry works for sort of small children. Um, The reason she picked the hand she picked is because you, you have the hand you're born with and you have the hand that's coming. Okay. Right. Right. So, as in, sorry, the lines on your hands. Yes, I mean, yes. You have the lines. (laughs) You have the lines that that are sort of like how fate would have chosen to do your destiny, if you like. Okay. And then you have the hand that you've made, which is the one that changes over time Ah. and is your future. Okay. So lots of people compare and go, well, you should have had 
10 kids and you're only going to have two or some idiocy Mm -hmm. but um sorry (laughs) (laughs) but uh when she looks she looks really concerned there's a couple of things it could be but we know from the end that like uh the the tapping on the ground there is a hand is the last thing that she sees of her yeah so the fact that the hand oh the last thing that we see of her is the hand yes she's under the thing so the yes what i was gonna say shall we at some point shall we lay out what this twist is that we're alluding to people would have seen it yeah i know yeah but that's what i'm I'm saying yeah of course when i'm talking about things like tapping on the ground yeah the lovely listeners have already seen the film of course because if they're still listening to it now and they haven't watched the film they definitely have gone back and watched it. Yeah, exactly, of course. Welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> I put terrifying woman, so we're introducing this uh, yeah, the this character. Figure, yes. I do, as I say, I've skimmed over a large chunk there, that 20 minutes of Ghibli film, because it's very cute. We're seeing their adorable relationship. They're being children. There's a lot of like feet in the water yeah. and exploring the land. and They know the place. They're not happy with it. You know. Yeah. Yeah. But then when we enter back into the house, we see one of the most terrifying women I've ever seen. Um, could you get me the actress's name, please? This is a cracking performance, isn't it? That Next is level. Jung Ah Yum. Yeah, J-O-N-G dash A-H-Y-U-M. So they meet this woman. I've put her. That, I've put that she's a lot like the other mother from Coraline. Ah. She's got this real vibe of like spidery yeah. elegance. Yeah, it's, so there's something... Because we see her in weirdly like very domestic arrangements as well she's often like doing laundry or something folding things but somehow everything is a little bit heightened everything's a little bit pushed yes yeah it's too much it's somebody doing an impression of a mother yes right and again because you've seen it listener we're not ruining anything when we say that that's incredible to be able to be the person being impersonated by a child and not just be the person is amazing but also it's a caricature of a demon stepmother. Exactly. Yes. Mm. Yes. And she's dressed in such a way at all times in best clothes, yes. which is how children see this character. Imagine that. So like if you're, we are both not children of divorce, Ben and I, spoilers, yeah. um, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but I'm not making any jokes, but we're not children of divorce, but both of us have been surrounded by them our entire lives, I would say. Would you say that's fair? I think fair? that's fair, yeah. Yeah. And the new mother or new father that comes into that, there is a, depending on the age that that person comes into their lives, there is a very specific sniff and you'll miss it kind of split second where they make a judgment on that person because that's human nature. Of course. If you make a mistake in that time, woe betide you. You and, know, because... And sometimes... Yeah. There's nothing you can do. Nope. Depending on the age and the attachment to the absolutely but parent, what a perfect age! You know, she is clearly in coming of age. She's clearly about twelve, thirteen, yeah, which is exactly the time you don't want to be introduced <laughs> to this younger model, non-depressed as yeah. far as they're concerned. Incredibly glamorous, very glamorous. Always trying to make an effort for these children because she doesn't know children. Yeah, so she's like, I'll dress up. Uh-huh. <laughs> You know, the real character is like, I'll dress up, this will be fine. Or I always dress up. So it's caricatured as this manic trier. She's always manically trying because that's how the child of Sumi has encountered her. She's trying really hard with these kids. So she's just like, she must try hard constantly. Of course. 
Yes, absolutely. And, yeah, always be... On. On, exactly. Mm -hmm. Both girls do the hair shake, which is sweet. The hair shake? Yes, they both have a tick where they shake their hair. Ah. And I think it's a tell, so you can tell when Sumi is slipping. Oh, that's very nice. I hadn't, mm. hadn't noticed that. That's very nice. But it does feel like an intricately put-together puzzle, this bit, I it? wondered, and I can't find it in the trivia, but I wondered if the girls played it not knowing the twist. Ooh. And that the dad played it not knowing the twist. To get really authentic performances out of everybody. So were the actors told, uh, just given their bit, until right at the oh. very end so that he has to have an interaction with a sick daughter an interaction with a sick wife you know yeah yeah i don't know though because there's a few of the a few of the scenes of especially of father and daughter together mm -hmm. where you read them one way when you don't know the twist and you read them the other when you do and they work perfectly true. both ways true it's, it certainly could be that or they could have been told you know could have been told to play it one way because they're actors, they could have been told. Of course, of course. Like, but they are child know. actors, Yeah, is what I'm saying. How do you... Not that I'm questioning the ability of these people as such, but point. it's a big old complex thing to be like, by the way, you're 12, you're crazy, Yeah. but you think you're fine, but you're going to yeah. be this lady now? Yeah. You know, or this lady's going to be you gonna being be her? You, you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, and you know what, it's, this sounds weird, and it is like a compliment that I sort of forgot that they were children. Does that make sense? <laughs> wow. Because it's uh, child actors, you know, are famously the weak link in a lot of things. True, but it's Western, uh, Western world uh, child actors. When you yeah. think of the kid in the ring, yeah, the, as in the Japanese ring, Absolutely. the kid who is terrifying, by the way, mm -hmm. the kid who is the ghost in the ring, yeah. the kid who, well, you haven't seen it, but the kid in the grudge, like, right. they've yeah. got child actors. These guys do a great, uh, great job. Um, I'm aware I'm naming Japanese films, but we've just established here that there's this is the first time we see Western cinema touching Korean cinema. So like, yeah, yeah, so be for, gentle with me. For yeah, no, in all seriousness, for huge swathes of the public, because this did good box office. I think it was the highest grossing Korean film that ever been for some time. You know, some, yeah. for for a period of time, which of course. On the one hand, given that, this, as I said, it was the first one to be distributed, that means that you're beating a very low bar. But on the other hand, it did do very good numbers and it won the awards and things. So there'd be huge numbers of people for whom this is their first experience of Korean yeah. cinema. Yeah. My first was Thirst. Yeah. If that is of any use to anyone. Thirst was... And to give you an idea again of how... Given how much horror I watched, Thirst was 2009. Right. So, like, I still didn't touch yeah. it until I was 19. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so, both girls do the hair shake. And then I put, um, what? Clone notebooks. It's oddly chilling. Yeah, yeah. Really there's nice a, moment. There's some really... Because it's very slow burning at the at the start here. We take yes. a lot of time to set this up, but it does mean that the bond between the sisters is really nicely drawn. And then there are, like, creepy, like, weird things going on. See, that's why I found it so frightening. I don't care about the about the ghost aspect of it. I deal with ghosts on a almost daily basis mm -hmm. in my own life. Uh, but, <laughs> but it's any film that really gets me will get me because there is a, a, a lack of control of the brain or an inability to trust the own mind. It will always be that because it's the fear. It's whatever your actual fear is, right? What's your fear? 
your biggest fears disorientation like not knowing where i am yeah or how to get out of it and isn't that a huge part of horror as a genre oh yeah trapped in a house um the house eats itself and eats you in it the 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 location the film the entire film wrong turn must have messed you up i haven't seen it you can't escape your own dreams which would be why nightmare on elm street on elm street is one because yes it's that horrible thing of being in the dream and nothing makes sense and it i can i've said disorientation but that you can see that they're they're connected right yeah totally all the same outfits in the wardrobe question mark yeah i don't know it's weird it's creepy even knowing what's coming, I, I don't get that one in terms of what's coming. I don't. Yeah, as they even knowing what's coming, I, I can't make sense of that really. Maybe it was the outfit she's. No, it's not even the outfit she's wearing when she finds out. <sighs> don't know. Don't know. Anyway, but yeah, didn't yeah. make sense of that one. If you have made sense of it, chime in. Yeah, please let us know. Um, creepy noises in the night. Real staple of the horror film going back. Yes. Such a long time. Yes, we are also dealing with children. Yeah. So all noises that are unknown or unfamiliar are creepy noises. Absolutely. Oh, look, Ben, look, what, a bad parent. Oh. <laughs> Do you know who I said was the bad parent? Well, take your pick. Who? It's the dad. It's the, the dad doesn't do well. No. The mum doesn't do well. The mum does really <laughs> poorly, but the mum is very sick. Yes. The dad does so poorly, and I think he's the worst parent in the whole thing. Stepmother isn't a parent yeah. in this context. She doesn't want to be. She doesn't sign up for it. She's not interested. No. She's a bad guardian. Oh, yes. <laughs> um, and she's not initiated. So I'm not saying step-parents aren't parents. I'm saying she yeah. is opting out of that scenario. Absolutely. Um, mother, very sick to make decisions. Very sick. Very sad. Yeah. But father, will you just stop it? Im- imagine yeah, imagine a... seeing your daughter pretend to be your wife yeah and knowingly and just have this look of just such infinite sadness on your face it's like a really broken um, well he you know he's got a dead kid yeah of course and, and his, probably lost the marriage because they're not living together wife yeah 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 well this is one of the things the weird things that the you know in the sort of pre-twist world is like mm. why is he sleeping on the couch you know yeah he's giving his wife this medicine and then he's going to bed on the couch in front of the telly and he's like, yes. what's, what's going on yes. in this this house? What's, what's, yeah. I also wondered if there was another, because presumably it's it's the stepmother that he's on the telephone to a few times in the early thing when he's mm-hmm. talking to. And I wondered if, like, if she was purposefully kept away from. Ah, because of the psychosis, because of yes. The, exactly. Well, yes, because if you're being her and then she turns up, it's going to mess you up. Yeah. Which it does. Yeah, but it turns out that. <laughs> That's what they needed. Uh, yeah. <laughs> funny that it's because he's a bad parent yes um awkward family family dinner hell the red and black room is absolutely gorgeous um they have made most of the house look like hell um oh. and coded it as hell which is quite nice oh yeah did you notice I did. well my brain did <laughs> yeah because I, I knew that there was something that but it's all really nice yeah it's gorgeous like you know it's it's very well put together but there's very little light from the sun yeah but it's very disquieting and wrong somehow Mm -hmm. so yeah i did notice but i also didn't notice very little sunlight (laughs) fine cage bird metaphor lol (laughs) stepmom has a lot of good clothing silk shirts negligees everything's really overly sexualized everything's really overly glamorized yeah 
when she gets into bed she does prep ready for sex with her own dad are we going to talk about that well her fake husband (laughs) um but again hopefully the trigger warning put you off at the beginning if you're sensitive yeah Um, good point but then well the thing is there's a few things that are put in here as misdirection yes i put he's really made to look like he's a poop uh, he looks like a poop, and then, but also she is the the stepmother is was so sort of hardwired for the idea of the wicked stepmother yes. as well, and the film definitely plays into that, and the fact that, like, just little things like even if you notice that the father never interacts with Su Yun, mm-hmm. you still have plenty of scenes of the mother interacting with the two of them, yes, which will put you off the scent. Of course, of course. But you're right. This that must have you know if you if. Even though he's a bad parent, if you imagine this film from the perspective of the dad, he does give his daughter a cuddle in bed, and that's why he goes to sit on to yeah. sleep on the couch because he's like, "This, I can't stand you. I feel like there's a real hatred of her." And he's trying to do the like, "I'm a dad. This is a dad thing." Yeah. Then he's but, like, "No, I think I will kill you in the night." Like, but, <laughs> but, but no, it's it's also different and weird if your daughter is pretending to be your wife. She's dressed in her clothes. Yeah. Like uh, it's like oh dear no. <laughs> I know, I know, and that she prepped and that she's like doing that thing. I don't know if this is a hashtag all women moment, but I've certainly done the thing where I'm like, if I'm quite new to a relationship with someone or I'm still bothering to try, that like pre- <laughs> prepping in bed so that you look as glamorous as you can while casually just oh, I happen to be in bed and you've stumbled upon me uh. is definitely a thing, but it's a young thing. It's not something that well, I, it's not something I hope that many wife role people are doing. Well, Does that make sense? They're quite yes, newlyweds. Yes, and we, we find out later, of course, that she was a nurse before. Yes. So a psychiatric nurse to the mother who to the was mother. mad. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, yeah, that's why I said that's why nurses in with like that implied question mark and some something Caregiver. like a nurse care. Mm-hmm. Yes, exactly. And certainly, what the implications I take from events is that the things that happened didn't happen that long ago. Yes. So yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. Quite newly married and a bit of a strange courtship probably given the history and you know, given what happened. But also don't forget of course this isn't the this isn't the real stepmother. No, exactly. No. This is this isn't an erotic woman who was caring for anyone. This nope. was uh this is the depiction of the idea. child. Yes. Yeah. Each room is color themed. It's quite interesting. Mm. Um, very much, we did Mask of the Red Death on the podcast, didn't we? No. Nope. Oh, bumps. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> very much like, very much like Mask of the Red Death, which uh, will will turn up on the pod. Which is incredible, and you go through the rooms, and it's like red room, purple room, green room, and it's beautiful. It's so nice. yeah, so nicely done. Um, but yes, very yep. similar to that here. Green room's my favourite, but it's also the creepiest. Mm. Oh yes. And then I put ooh no no creaky doors, no hand. No pulling the covers off. No running footsteps. <laughs> Gross. Lol at the TV because it's the ring. Yep, yep. And then unwrapping a packet of offal in the fridge at night. Also no. <laughs> so I assume, <laughs> I assume this is that. The dream sequence. That dream sequence nightmare Horrendous. thing. Whatever's going on Incredible there. Incredible sound design. Yeah. Next yeah. level. I don't know what the Foley team were doing, but they were having a good day. It was a party. <laughs> but especially coming after all that we've had before, where there's, like, things are, there's those moments of unease. Yeah. And, but, 
But it's a suburban unease and disquiet rather than... Yeah. Well, not suburban. It's it's rural di- unease and disquiet. Yeah, but there's nothing like this no. until until we're hit with this. Yeah, because we also get that... Like, there's a sort of quick-cut nightmare bits which are Su-Yun being crushed by the cabinet, right? We get a little shot yeah. of a hand twitching and, and then... Sorry... No, I'm just reading my... Yes, I'm just... I mean, that's awful, but I was reading my own notes. Who's crawling on the floor like a Coco Rosie music video? It's a wonky horror ghost lady who moves too fast and bleeds. Yeah, and has a wonky neck. Yes. As if she might have hanged herself or something. Yes, exactly. Um, It's the most traumatic coming-of-age film I've ever seen. Um, Sumi is dressed younger than her years throughout, which I think is important as well. Good point. Yeah. Carry on. Yeah. The nightmare. It's just proper. It's proper nightmare fuel. I mean, really, really like watching it. Watching it now, and this will be the third or fourth time I've seen yeah. it. Yeah. So I, you know, I knew it was coming. I knew what was happening, and it still gave me like proper chills. Like really, like back of hair on the back of the neck, standing up. There's something about the way that it's put together, the way it's edited, the way that it's filmed. The, mm-hmm. There are several, like ideas that are just sort of put in there and not fully developed but they don't need to be so there's like the 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 menstrual link between the family yes something about something being born perhaps there's the because there's an arm coming out of, oh. down, down her leg briefly okay. yeah. for a brief shot so the way the figure holds its head as if its neck is broken yeah and the sort of weird crash zooms the horrible electronic burbling so amazing None of these are. I think. I think this is how they got away with a fifteen. Was because they're they're not. None of them are. Ex, we, none of them are explicit particularly, and there's not. We don't get. They're all quite fleeting, but they're there long enough to like burn into your brain. Ooh. Does that make sense? Yes. Sue me is dressed younger than her years throughout, but then dresses older as soon as she gets hold of her, the box of her mum's stuff. Oh, that's nice. Mm. Oh, that's lovely. Mm, but it's also as soon as she gets her first period. Yeah. So this is what I mean about the most traumatic coming of age yeah. ever. But also she... When, when I was younger and adolescent, I used to get dreams about bleeding just before my period. Right. Which is interesting. Mm. But also, because your body's kind of prepping, so mm-hmm. there's a chance that the hormones are remembered and then they go, do you know what happens when you feel like this? It's this. <laughs> and it plays it out to you. Yeah. But also, the mother being in her silk... When you look at the mother, she's not in the bed she started in, and I've only just noticed. Ah. She's actually in exactly the same position in bed as Sumi. Right. And I've just thought of it, because yeah. of course they're the same. Yes. But... She's in like silks and satins and rolling around going, well, it can't be the first day of her period. It's the same day as mine. Yeah. Of course it would be that. And Sue Me trying to be quiet about it. And Sue Young like not doing anything. Yeah. <laughs> Sue Young just watching this girl change the sheets. Like... Yeah. Yeah. And the little things like when they, I, one thing I did notice this time that I had noticed for that when they hang the nightgown and yeah. the sheets out, there's only one There's only one there. Yeah. Because there's only, you know, and again, it's like, it's it's like a clue, but you'd never work it out. You'd never know. But no. then afterwards, you're like, uh-huh. yes, exactly. Mm, yes. Do you know? I really want one of those nightgowns. Yeah, we can get. I'm you gonna one. look for one. Yeah. I bet they're really comfy. Right. Can't tell if they get tangled. 
but well, they look nice. There we go. There's, you, you mentioned when she gets her mum's stuff. Yes. And there's a bit where Sumi's walking down the path to the outhouse, wherever, greenhouse, whatever, yeah. the, where the thing, where the camera's following her and then just... Wanders sort of off. Wanders off, swoops around. And it's... I wrote it down. There's something particularly unnerving about it, as if, like, you're worried about what it's going to look at. Yeah. Worried about what you're going to see, what the camera's going to show you. What does it see? Why the camera's moving. It just shows from the other side, doesn't it? I can't remember the one you're talking about because it didn't get to me like that. Fair enough. I might have been making notes. Well, she's walking down... She's walking towards the... Or maybe she's walking away from the sort of... Out, wherever the outbuilding is where she finds the photographs. So yeah. we see... We swoop around and we see either the house or the outbuilding. I can't remember which. One from the other. It just, it just seems to be an establishing shot showing that the two are close to each other. But there's, there's just something unnerving about it. Mm. It got me anyway. Hmm. Interesting. Um, oh, yes, and then I said that the discovery of the photos shows that the stepmother business is quite recent, or it seems to suggest yes. that, because everybody is recognisably roughly the age they are mm-hmm. now in the in the photographs. Why have I put that? Never felt so threatened by a man in a bathroom. I don't know. <laughs> Why have I put that? Never felt so threatened by a man in a bathroom. I don't know, the dad was obviously up to something, he's the only man in it. Yeah. Uh, true teenage well, angst. There's, hmm? there's a bit here where Sumi is arguing with her stepmother and overheard by her father. Ah, uh, it's because it looks like he's prepping for suicide, but he's actually just making a razor to shave oh, with. Oh, right. Yes, there we go. Because yes. yeah, my note in here is that it must be, if she's presumably... Is, is listening, he's in the bathroom listening to his daughter just yelling at, scream at, uh, scream. at, at herself. Yeah. And then when he turns the tap off, yeah. she stops immediately. Yeah. I said true teenage angst and the injustice, sort of defiant injustice. You know when teenagers just feel like what you're doing is completely unjustifiable on every level yeah. and she's really good at acting that. And, I, and there are hints at her illness in the past, uh, at Sumi's illness. Yeah. Um, from the stepmother but of course the stepmother knows that because it's her yes (laughs) Uh, stunning silk shirt and a mad grin great hair on the woman like she's completely crackers manic manic storytelling it's very lynchian oh because we're in the dinner party scene this dinner party is incredible this is bringing and also say it's a very small cast yes really of this film this is the only time that we're not completely isolated and we bring other people in yeah and essentially it's the manic storytelling from the woman as we know her in the casting list she's the stepmother but we know her as the woman or that woman yeah and the father is looking down the whole time he won't look at her he won't look at the friends are they her brother they're related in some way i think i think that's supposed to be his brother or his cousin oh sorry the woman's cousin or brother yeah and that wife the mm-hmm. wife of the brother yeah. of cousin. And she's telling this story. But when you know that she's a child being an adult, it's more amazing. Yeah. Because she can't stop laughing and she's saying, do you remember... Basically, do you remember this time? And then tells a really horrible story. But laughing all the and time. And can't stop laughing and saying how funny it was. And we all laughed at you. Do you remember that? Yeah. And you it's a really implausible that. story as well. I can't remember the details Completely as well. Completely insane. Something about um, a bird and a... Like a mad a man who took all his clothes off. Yeah, yeah. 
and he was just naked but it is what happens when a 12 year old's had like booze for the first time or too much sugar <laughs> and has lost their Acting mind out. Yeah, yeah, yeah they've lost their mind yeah. completely and you're like and they did what? And the, that kind of mad laugh. It's so amazing. She must have spent a long time around, or has spent a long time around kids yeah. like that. Gets to the end of the story and he's like, I don't remember. No, I don't remember. And, and he's there's so a angry. big pause before he says anything as well. You yeah. Know? It's just... But the awkwardness, and I can relate on a small scale to this, the awkwardness, the awkwardness causes a fit in his wife, who yeah. has obviously got to the point of anxiety where we can't deal with it anymore. And actually, we think epilepsy maybe, or some kind of a seizure break. of some kind. But it's definitely yes. a, seizure, but it, a seizure. But the camera stays on this for a long time. Like, oh, we, it's are, awful. we are made to watch a, a seizure, like, r- really playing and out. And the two men trying to contain it as well. Yeah. So the, the dad not having any idea what to do, cough, symbolic, cough. Yeah. Trying to get a glass of water into a woman in the middle of fitting feels yeah. like not the thing to do, but he doesn't know what to do on any level anyway. Um, I would say he's an incredibly weak male, um, despite yeah. him attempting to be strong, and that's fine. He never actually shows strength. He consistently shows like wanting to uh, avoidion yeah. in some way. So even in this situation, he gets this water, and it's like, definitely not. She's now just puking water. Yeah. The husband tries to get a pill into her mouth. So again, there's this theme of medication. And she's really qu- struggling to breathe. Unfortunately... This tips our manic hostess over the edge and she just starts screaming uncontrollably because it's frightened a child. Yeah, it is. It is. It is frightening. It looks like someone's dying. Yeah, Yeah. it's really weird. Like it's and it's it's, again, it's another different type of like fright for the audience. Yes. You know, it's like, oh, it's it's almost as if it's like, oh, you know, that jump scare is not your thing. That didn't get you. Well, here's another thing. Here's Mm -hmm. another distressing thing for you. Yeah. I said it also hints at an idea of possession as well. Yeah. Makes sense. And then her haunted, the wife's haunted face on the drive home is so awful. And the man, the husband apologising, saying, we never have to do that again. We're just not going to do, not putting you in that position Which again. Which is completely understandable. Yeah, and her saying, there's a ghost in that kitchen. Yeah. There's a little girl under the cupboard. Yeah, I saw a girl under the kitchen yeah. sink. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, my note on this, the girl under the kitchen sink uh, is presumably the quote-unquote real ghost of show young i looked it up and you're right was my, my i looked it up and you're right yeah because uh, which means that we're in a young woman's psychosis in a world which also has ghosts in it yes question mark is that i looked it up you're right right does that help yeah well yeah i think so yes we'll come back to it because there's a reason i'll circle back lovely perfect but, yes yes but uh there's something about the very matter-of-fact way that the woman in the car says like I saw something in that kitchen, that was a ghost. The, and then because then we do get like a, I think we do get a quick cut to it. We get a shot of some like a bloody figure. Sort of, but no, no, it's a long reveal but, for the bloody figure. But it's we a bit don't later get the on, quick yeah, we, cut. We don't see it at first, but yeah, but yeah, it's something about the very deadpan way where she's just what as so in drained, like ghosts are normal. Where she's just like it makes it somehow like worse. I don't know if you know, yeah, yeah. Sound design is chef's kiss. I don't know why I've written that here. Because it's, it's amazing. Yes, it is. But I don't know what I don't know what there was particularly here that made me make um, that note. It will be the the noises that the ghost makes under the sink. There's a uh, long time where we see the cupboard door open. Oh yeah. Oh, Do you remember? Okay, yes. So we think we're out of the woods so when we're tense. we've broke. Sorry. It's so tense. This yes, bit. when we've broken the tension a bit, post all the screaming, and we're in the car. It's like fine, we've made it, and then. Of course, just to 
add insult to injury, we then have this incredibly long, horrible, tense and intense jump scare thing yeah. going on with the ghost underneath. And um, the ghost is wearing... I mean, I absolutely love the thing where we are very close to the to that woman's face. The, the stepmother's step face. Yeah. yeah, but that woman. We're close to her face. And then behind her, out of shot, we see the little girl in the green dress sat at the table. Did you see it? I didn't spot that. Oh, she's just sat there staring straight ahead, but it's out of focus. Yes, we get the... We get yeah. the odd shot of like one of the other women in the house because of course there are there is only the but yes. but it means that when it's and it's a small thing but that when one of one of them is very active one of the others is often just sat there yes yeah but, yes but in yeah. this case she's wearing the green dress that she's wearing in the photo at the end uh, right. of her yeah it's the thing that falls mm-hmm. when the wardrobe falls right. is the photo of her in the green dress. So under the sink, she's kind of the blood-covered green dress, but behind her and out of focus, it's Sue Young at yeah. the table in the green dress yeah. from the photo, staring blankly. Yeah, yeah. So nice, so nice. But again, terrifying, and that made me made me jump as well again. Even yeah, though I of knew course. The, the hand, even though I knew that it was coming, still still got me because it's so beautifully put together. But the to me, there's there's a setup here, or at least setting up an idea yeah. with the ghost under the sink that there's something malevolent in the house yeah you mentioned this earlier because I, I said that the house isn't a character in the way that that is in crimson peak and you pointed out quite rightly that yeah. like yes there's this idea because the film is still trying is still trying to misdirect you although it's not entirely wrong there is something malevolent in the house as yes, well yes yes exactly but, but it's constantly not constantly but a few times it tries to misdirected to what is going on it's like you're trying to figure out what is happening here and why it's happening and a couple yeah. of times it will offer you this is the first this is one there's two big ones i can think of and this is the first big one where yes. it's like it's like it's you think ah it's offering me and an, some answers yes and they're going to be that the house is haunted and we get this again with the um with the the birds being murdered okay yeah because the dad goes prowling around the house as if he's looking for something something malevolent something something else, something outside of the, the two of them. True. I said the pacing and the muttering is very unnerving because the mother <laughs> is just the stepmother's just pacing. Yeah. Um, dead bird, very dead, right? Oh yes. I was looking up the hand coming out of the period. Oh yes. And it's dead child. Yeah. I can see as that. in that's what they're suggesting is yes. it's the loss of the child it's a miscarriage of the first daughter what the that's why a hand comes out because yeah. it's Sue Young's hand yeah. that comes out of the mum yeah so it's the so like the idea of the dead yeah, yeah child being dead yes and I I wondered I'd also wondered about the idea of like just the horror of being the horror of being the child in this situation true yeah but she did kill her and the hand was the last thing we saw as well it's the same thing the hand again yeah yeah yeah. and the hand coming out from under the sink from under the mum and from under the sink sink and and from from under the wardrobe yeah lovely gross gross horrible and lovely watched by dolls i've put in (laughs) cats you see it doesn't it does hold back from doing too much of that kind of 
creepiness. Mm. As I said, like the house is very well appointed and sumptuous and modern. Yeah. You know, it isn't like a, an old dark house in no. that. But makes it worse. But it makes it yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I said the sobbing's so intense. You can hear it from the other rooms. It's all really hor like there's always somebody crying and screaming in that yeah. that's awful. And when she hears the crying from the bag Oh yeah. You know, it's all get all gets a bit hardcore. Yeah. Um the black hair sometimes makes all these characters disappear in turn. It's a really nice device. They put them mm. in shadow and then they have the black hair so it all merges. Which is nice because they're all the same person. Yeah. So like it just means it's a figure in a blackness. Yes, and there were a few times when, like, the dad will come in a room and you'll see a black-haired figure just disappearing yeah. around the corner and it's not clear which who it is. Yeah. Yeah. Sue Young is dead, OMG. <laughs> yes, well, if I may, before, go, I, before we get go. to that, that confrontation and the cupboard the cupboard scene with, uh, with uh, Sue Young being locked in the cupboard and then the, the, the bloody bag really sets up the stepmother figure as the wicked stepmother as an out-and-out yes. villain. Yes. In the in this thing, which then say this big the big rug pull and the second misdirection for mm. me the big one is to you and is 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 dead when yeah. the father says this and again he's so hurt by this but it's also so extremely um, he acts irresponsible. Like, he acts like she's doing this on purpose. The yeah. whole thing where he's like, "Can you please stop it?" Yeah, like he's talking to a malicious somebody yeah. who's malicious and an adult probably. Yes, and it's just pretending rather than is, you know, seriously unwell and traumatized a traumatized child. Yeah, yeah. And I said, "Shaky cam, working its heart out there." Yeah. And then, oh no, the bloody sack, right? Yeah. She's definitely fine to be left alone, though. Dad, why don't you this dope her up and leave her there? This is such a terrible idea, isn't it? Mm. Spectacularly bad, uh, bad move from Dad, given that you, we know you have a telephone. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That blood trail actually really genuinely freaks me out. There's almost like too much blood for one body to just be coming out of it. It would have to be soaked, you know, like yeah. Yeah, real soaked. Yeah, it would be really, really broken in there. Yeah, um, and the blood trail, yeah, it does something to me. And she unwraps it like she unwraps the meat from the fridge, mm -hmm. the offal. The woman's not looking well uh, nope. at all, um, the stepmother. The sack, of course it moves, you know, just to freak everybody out. Yeah. The fights in this are really nicely weighted and quite beautiful. Mm. Like They're quite brutal, but yes. they're nicely done where they look like realistic fights between a child and an adult. Not that they should ever physically fight, but, you know, like... I do know exactly what you mean, yes. Yeah. yeah. It's about the right strength level of everybody if both people have lost their temper. The fact she was dragging an armless statue around is so amazing. Yeah. There's something about the, the fight as well is a big release of the tension from, yes. the, from the earlier scene. And somehow, like... Because we're confronting ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. And somehow seeing, like, the bloody sack is just... I don't know. I feel like you can imagine a mangled body in that much worse. Oh yeah, than seeing one. Than yeah. someone could actually show you. But yes, exactly. The, you're fighting yourself and letting this tension out. And they say because when Dad comes home, and we see the devastation, it means that this is there's obviously like a real fight going on here. Yeah. Even though she's chucked herself only, around the house. Only herself doing it. Yeah. In that conversation there, if you'd like, between Tsumi and the and the stepmother, where. The stepmother says, "What in hell's made? What in hell's name made us get to this point?" And then introduces the idea that things that you want to forget follow you around like ghosts. Yeah, is really the heart of the film in some yeah. ways. Yeah, you know, this is a, a haunting. This is a like this whole situation yeah. is 
Sumi being haunted by what what happened and what she saw. Yeah. There's this really beautiful, outstanding tracking shot tr- transformation. That's it's it's one of the things I remember best. Yeah. About the whole film, it's the simplicity of it. Yeah. And the beauty of it. Yeah. And that it is, even though what it is revealing mm-hmm. is quite a compli- you know, when you if you were to sort of <laughs> expand upon what that's showing and what that means. Yeah. Sounds quite complicated and quite difficult, but you. But you get it. You instantly... Yes. It's very clear. With a real economy of cinematic grammar, you know? Yes. Is here where we get... No, we're not quite at the... Yeah. So, still going with ghosts, I've put. Mm. Right? So there are ghosts around. We get the reveal that there are ghosts, but that these two people have been the same all along. Yeah. Um, Three people. Doors slamming, lights off wardrobe opening you know like it's horror tropes by the dozen yeah why have i put that you're released crying and goo (laughs) (laughs) crying and goo oh yeah oh yeah crying and goo i forgot there was goo oh yeah under the floorboards Mm. and stuff yes and and presumably of course at this point sumi has been committed right she's not there yes meaning that this is just happening. This is quote unquote real. This is real. yes. Mm. Yeah. At this point, mm-hmm. we've spent a bit of time with the woman, mm-hmm. the real woman, the stepmother. Yes. And we know who she is. We know that she exists, and that this is a depiction of her. Yeah. We know that she's sort of pretending to care about Sumi, but not really. When Sumi grabs her aggressively in the psychiatric home she's like properly freaking out like yes. get off me yeah but then we get this incredible flashback mm-hmm. while all the goo is coming out of places and there's a lot of crying and a lot of lights on lights Quote, off paranormal activity exactly we have this really horrendous moment where sue young falls out with her with the woman yeah her stepmother her yeah. stepmother she falls out with her and she's shouted at because Sumi has had a teenage uh, rage fit at the table mm-hmm. and stormed off. And so because Sue Young is the younger and Mika, the stepmother, takes it out on her, bins her dinner, sends her to bed. Sue Young cries for her mother. Mm-hmm. Her mother appears because her mother's been creepy, creepy, hanging out of the house. Yeah. Or because her mother lives there yeah. and has already been replaced by the nurse. This is my theory. Well, is that... that- Go yes, on. that seems to be because I'm sure there's a bit where in the confrontation where possibly after this happened but where Su Yun says Su Mi rather says something like, Oh, you're not my mother, acting like my mother or like yeah. you've already replaced her or something of that nature yes. which seems to suggest that she's aware of what's going on between the nurse and her father and she doesn't like it one little bit. No, exactly. And that so she's crying in bed next to her daughter, the actual her actual mother, her mm-hmm. biological mother rather is crying in bed next to her and the next sort of shot we see is so young waking up and the door of the wardrobe just ever so slightly opening and her looking confused and when she goes in there she opens it to find her mother sort of lurched forward and she's hanged herself in the wardrobe the pills fall all over the floor as well so she's double whammied um, for want of a more sensitive term and in swinging forward like that, she actually pulls the 
wardrobe down onto Sue Young, and yeah. it's just the most horrendous way she could possibly go. Yeah. She realises it's her mother just as it's falling, and then she's sort of trying to wake her mum, is what pulls it over, actually, isn't yes. it? It's trying yeah. to wake her mum up, and yes. then the whole thing falling. It's just, I cannot fathom how they thought that was a 15. It is... It's horrible. It's really horrible. She's then clawing at the ground and making her nails bloody in panic. Yeah. And obviously that's where we get that tapping on the floor. I'm doing it. You can't see it. No, but the hand, it's kind of waving but tapping the ground. Mm. The woman, the stepmother, made a very hardcore and venomous decision here, which is why we get ghosty vengeance. Yes. She walked in. She saw it had happened. Very clearly saw what had happened. Mm -hmm. She looked shocked for a moment and then has an idea closes the door because this yeah. is a great way to get rid of that of two birds with one exactly. stone exactly and has a confrontation again with Sumi in the hallway mm-hmm. where Sumi's being a teenager she's sassy yes. she's like you'll never replace her yeah that's what I'm meaning yeah what can be worse than standing here with you yeah you know she's saying you'll regret this yeah and she does a callback like earlier in the film she said you I told you you'd I regret you this. regret it yeah and she said well what could be worse than standing here with you? I tell you what's worse. While you go off and we follow you in a tracking shot through the fields, your sister's calling your name. Yeah. And dying, and dying. in the room upstairs. Yeah. 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 So let me just have a little tiny moment mm. to say, I don't expect superhuman strength from anybody, but I think if you're that dad, please get help. Don't yeah. try then to father this absolute clearly broken child i don't know why it was a good idea to go back to this house absolutely wasn't absolutely wasn't on any level it could be that he couldn't afford it to keep her in the hospital anymore but to be honest there's no way you should be parent trying to parent anyone when you've been through that because you've obviously found or well i think you're trying to then parent a child who found their sister and hanged mother my my assumption yeah is that to me found it later put two and two together and made four, you know, correctly realised the import of this conversation. Yep. And it broke her. Yes, I think so too. I think the sack represents all the clothes that the mother was found in, all the having to unravel all this fabric when they pull the wardrobe off. Yeah, see, not a 15. (laughs) I think the broken mirrors and stuff like the fracturing of a household. Mm. I think the way that the mother... Sorry, the way that Sumi and the way that the stepmother have exactly the same pattern when they look through the photos. Yeah. They do one, two, three, and slow, and then they do the rest, like, and panicking, but for different reasons. Yeah. And it makes sense to me that she would then, in an effort to get close to her father again... Mm-hmm. would pretend to be the only person around that was close to him. Yeah. You know? And also, of course, is able to look after this version of her sister that's very important all the way through. Yes. Where she keeps saying to to you, um, you know, I'll, I'm here, I'll look after you. Yeah. You won't be alone. Because she wasn't able to. Yeah, totally. Um, yeah, I'll always be with you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> as well, because when we do, when we have the reveal, as I say, that her young sister is dead, mm. but we're not at that point. We're not told that also her stepmother isn't there, right? So that's mm. that's, that's the reveal. So then, when we do meet the real stepmother, we realise that this 
character we've seen through the whole film is just Sumi's recreation of it or mm. her or whatever it means we don't actually have any clue what the real stepmother character is like mm-hmm. and then we get this this sequence which shows that that's what she's that like. that's what she's like is possible if anything even worse yeah than the version that we've met yeah. before because it's a character yeah as i say yeah. it's the child's caricature of it of an evil woman yeah but the true evil is never that vocal yeah you know it's never going to be that blatant exactly and it's the injustice thing that a child would see it and no one else would so she's trying to make it so that this is an evil woman and everyone can see it now it is i've read a couple of bits and pieces on it and they've tried to make it that those bits have said look people found it confusing about the ghost. So the one under the kitchen sink is supposed to be Sue Young. That was my interpretation. That's what you said, and I didn't get that at all right. until I saw the colour of the dresses and things. Fair enough. But I, it's... I purely base this on the, the fact that that's the dead child in this house. Totally. I just couldn't understand why it was covered in blood when we haven't had mm-hmm. any blood at any other time. But no, actually, that's a good point, and I don't know. I can't. I think that. it's going for the the blood on your hands thing. Sure. So it's a guilt metaphor Uh same with the bag right the the blood that can't be washed up and the the kind of leaving this big trail through the house the evidence yeah that it's all your fault and you did all of it and now you have to carry this sack containing your dead sister around Mm -hmm. you know horrible yeah yeah the guilt that she must feel yeah oh god and it's in a wash bag so it's (laughs) your laundry and it's you know it's it, it, it can't be clean blah 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 but the ghost that visits her in the nightmare is her mother with the uh-huh. prick neck. That is confirmed by all the trivia bits. Sure, yeah. yeah. But also it makes thematic sense. It does, it does, yes. And that's how she would have been found, but minus the rope. You yeah. know, as in um, in the dream she doesn't have the rope, but she's, yeah, yeah. lopsided like that. Yeah. And then there's debate, but it seems to be Sue... I think it's both. I think it's the mother and daughter ghost that team up to kill the stepmother. But there's a lot more debate that it's Sue Young. Well, because we hear the whistling, don't we? We hear a whistle melody yes. at this point. And earlier in the film... Mum's favourite song. It's Mum's favourite song. Yeah. But it's Mum's favourite song that is whistled by the sister. Who can whistle. Who can whistle. Not mm-hmm. the one who can't. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, but, yeah, so it's connected to... But it means it's connected to both of them. Yes. But it also that. means it's the mum yeah. whistling. Yeah. yeah, but but it's Sue Me that died by being crushed by a wardrobe. Exactly. So, so yeah, 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 yeah. So essentially, it's a haunted wardrobe. Yeah. What a fuss. Yeah. Why is the wardrobe still in the house? Why would you not, you know, get rid of that? I mean, that's a good quality piece of furniture. <laughs> Hard to come by. That's real wood, Ben. That's a solid, solid bit of furniture there. It's but yeah, this this bit at the end is kind of confusing or strange because they do feel like. You know, once you, once you have the reveal of what has happened and what's gone on, mm-hmm. you feel there is a level of closure here. Like as if, oh, we're at the end of mm-hmm. the film. All of its mysteries have now been unfolded, mm-hmm. and I understand what was going on. But then the film doesn't end. You know, then well, well, after the reveal of everybody's identity, if yeah. you like, oh, I see. That feels like an end. But yes, then so then we have the bit where. Sumi is committed, or, yeah. or at least back in hospital care for mm-hmm. a, a period of, of time. Mm-hmm. And that could be the end. But it doesn't, you know, we then get, let's say, this 
explicitly not... supernatural ghosty bit. Yes. But I feel like because we've been set up with some of the other supernatural ghosty bits earlier, but, mm-hmm. but because we're still in Sumi's psychosis with the earlier supernatural bits that we said that we've now delineated. So the period mother ghost and the yeah. child under the sink, you know, are real ghosts, or at least not part of the, her psychosis. But at, but but at the periods of the film when they appear, that's not immediately clear. Mm. And when you're watching it for the first time, you only have a few minutes to puzzle all that out because yes. this comes pretty hard on the heels of the of the reveal of the twist of what's yep. going on and it means that when you watch it again mm. it's all much clearer mm. because you have more time to think you know you can you recontextualize everything when you yes. see it so you think about it in a different way and i do remember it being slightly confusing when i first watched it not it didn't bother me as such but I wasn't as clear as what was what was going on mm. than I am now and able to sort of delineate and explain it if that makes sense which is why because of course now people listening to this have all watched the film yes but I do recommend in all seriousness watching it again at some point not maybe not immediately if you've just watched the film you don't need to watch it again next week or anything but at some point in the near future watch it again Knowing what you know now, yes. having watched it once, and it is a different experience, and it's still great, still great. Do you want to know the really depressing alternative ending? I do. What do? Oh, do I? It was cut because it was deemed too depressing by the director. So you know it's good. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it showed Sumi committing suicide right. after once in the psychiatric institution yep. again. She ingests her entire pill bottle to re- reunite with uh-huh. her mum and sister, and it was cut. But in what I don't remember is her smiling at the end of this film. Well, because she hears the music. Yes, there you go. And, yes, and and then she sort of. I, it's not maybe. It's, it's not a grin. She's meant to be finding peace. But but I she does look a little bit happier, and I suspect it's. And I interpreted that as she hears the music that's her mother's favorite song, which is the same music that is playing in the haunting bits. Yeah. When the stepmother meets her end. Yeah, and so she's in some way and on some level like aware that this is going on yes. through ghostly means. Um, the her name's Ian Ju, the okay. the stepmother. stepmother. Yeah, the statue that she's been dragging around yeah. that is not actually a bag of dead people. Yes, yeah, has its hands over its eyes. It's not harmless. Oh. It's not willing to it's look. It's Not willing. So yes, it cannot see. It ca- it's averting its eyes from yes. something too awful to look at. Or the truth. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Um, Lovely. Very nice. There was one more thing. Oh, yes, and there was one thing cut that I really liked. Mm -hmm. So there was a scene cut in which Sumi tried to poison... Is it Sumi trying to poison her? Yes, Sumi tried to poison her stepmother Ah. by poisoning the pill bottle. Pills, but the pills are the pills that she's taking because it's all... And they had to cut it because they were like, oh, it's a plot fault. It doesn't make sense. (laughs) She would have just killed herself. Because there are a few points in which it's obviously misdirecting you and trying to make you think that something is happening, and one of them is the fact that her mother's taking this medication... Yes. And you wonder why and what's going on. Well, do you know what? Actually, just in this moment, having read that, do you know what I would have done? What? I would have had her not trust Sue. She would have found the pills in Sumi's, near Sumi's room or like uh-huh. near something or seen something wrong with them. Yeah. Binned them all. And that's what increases her psychosis to put her further into a terrible yeah, position. Makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm not going to rewrite the film. Anyway. No. <laughs> that's all, folks. That's it. Yeah. You done with that film? 
I think so. Was there anything else I would talk about? No, I say I think I said stuff I said I would normally say at this point. I think I said at the beginning. As I said, it seems to be undergoing a bit of a renaissance. Yeah. People seem to be talking about it again now. That was not. I I, I haven't done this deliberately to be trendy. It's just the way it worked out. That I say it's been re-released and uh, oh yeah, coming back into. Um, yeah, because we've been looking to do it for a while. Coming back into vogue, but I am delighted that it's getting some more attention. And uh, yeah, but I see you've all seen it now, so I don't need to tell you to watch it. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's us. Thank you very much for being with us on this. So before you disappear, <laughs> we are launching. If for each week of October, we're going to be doing an episode. We're going back to weekly just for October, as it is technically spooky season. Indeed. We will be going for a program of films this time called Creature Features. So the Creature Feature month of October is going to begin with... Mary Shelley's Frankenstein from 1994, the right. Kenneth Branagh monstrosity. Enjoy that. <laughs> In all that senses. That <laughs> is a drinking game waiting to happen I do think that maybe we should do or organise some sort of live viewing oh. where I'm drinking and you're on tap water <laughs> as ever because hilarious, terrible. It's well, yeah, it is terrible. Well, it's unbelievably terrible, Ben. Don't lie to the people. It's, it's, it's bad in an interesting way, and there are some bits of it that are really well done, but they just make it more tragic and sad that the film is such a horrible mess i'd agree with that i also think the costumes do some and um, costumes and set designs do some extremely heavy lifting for an absolute doggy doo-doo level of script writing mary shelley would literally turn yeah, i guess i guess it's called mary shelley's uh, frankenstein but the entire third act is cut from whole cloth and not very well no Kenneth. it's it's incredibly terribly done but <laughs> It's about time we did an absolute crap show, so... Yeah, yeah, and that one, there'll be lots to talk about. Yes. We are doing... So that's week one. Week one is Frankenstein... Sorry, week one is Mary Shelley's Frankenstein, 1994, with love from... Or with hate from Kenneth Branagh. <laughs> with um, love. It's, it's clearly a passion project. That's though. true. But we'll, we'll get on... We'll, we'll, you know, we'll get into that. So there's American Werewolf in London in the second week of October, and that is 19... 81 we're going to go for the 1933 invisible man for the third week and creature from the black lagoon circa 1954 yes very exciting something for everyone as long as you like horror um (laughs) (laughs) but i wanted to touch on a couple of them that are just cult classics i should have seen by now and three of those four are Cracking. So let's yeah. absolutely do it. No, I'm looking forward to it. And yeah, three of the four are, and the other one is the terrible. terrible Frankenstein. <laughs> exactly. So enjoy that. Yeah. Uh, Halloween's my favourite time of year, so I thought we'd enjoy it in its full glory. Yeah, should be good fun. Don't have nightmares, kids. Oh, bye, everyone. Oh, bye. Bye. See you then. Bye. Bye. <laughs> You know, read the subtitles, you big baby. (laughs) (laughs) You're right. Yep.